Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, November 19th, 2018. And of course, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a success. Well, happy Monday to you. I trust that you had a fantastic weekend and that you took some time to, you know, joy pamper yourself. We're coming into the holiday season full bloom. And so, of course, it's so important for us as businesswomen to really balance our schedule, right? A lot of you this holiday season, this is kind of like one of your busiest seasons, and so you're doing a lot, but it's still important to make sure you take the, some time to just breathe, right? And and even if it's uh, 30 minutes to an hour break uh, in between every four hours, you need to make sure that you do that. Now, for those of you who are marketing out there, who have followed Um, my seminar on marketing your business during the holiday season. Hopefully you have chosen your star product, you've set your prices, you've selected other uh, uh, support products and services that you're also going to be discounting for the holidays, and you're in full bloom, you've set your emails, and you are ready to go. Don't forget and keep in mind that you know, the 80-20 rule is so important when it comes to really marketing your businesses and making sure that, that you see um, good net profit coming through. And that is 80% of your services and products are going to be sold to the customers who already know who you are. So it's important that you really try to develop a lot of your marketing towards customers that have already purchased before from you before, and especially those customers who have complimented you or who asked you about specific products or services um, recently. So you need to make sure you keep them in the loop. Try your very best to give deeper discounts to those people who have appreciated you, supported you uh, throughout the year. So very, very important. We've got a good lineup for you today. Of course, we are always going to bring up the five questions to generate cash in 2018. And of course, as this year plays out, we'll have a whole new set of questions for you coming up on the first Monday in January 2019. Wow, where's the time going, huh? Things are really moving swiftly. In addition to that, I'll be again reading from uh, an excerpt from the book, Letting Go of Your Bananas. And then, of course, I'll be talking about our main topic for today in creating your success system. I'll be discussing seven ways to declutter your mindset. It's so important to gain clarity, to know what it is that you really want in your business as a leader, because you are responsible for setting the foundation in your company. So without you having clarity, without you keeping your mind clear on the direction of your business, it's pretty difficult to move forward, right? So we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. So go ahead and get your notepad 
and pen out because you're going to get valuable information that you'll be able to put to use right away. So let's go ahead and get started with the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Starting with number one, what must I do to achieve success sales goals this week or month? Okay. So you're really wanting to know what are your sales goals for the week? Do you have your mind focused on those sales goals and what you should be doing? This is the holiday season. You should have prepared a specific system to market your business for the holidays, capitalizing off of Black Friday coming up this Friday, um, sending out emails and that type of thing. So what are your sales goals? What is the amount of money that you would like to make uh, this month or this week. Number two, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Keeping in mind, as a business owner, marketing is very, very important. Of course, it's right up there in the top three things you should be focused on for yourself as the leader. And you really need to make sure that you are are really implementing a solid marketing system in your business. Why? Because in order to measure the results of your marketing, in order to know what's working and what's not working, you have to be able to measure, measure the results. And you can't do that if you don't have a system in place in which to measure, okay? So keep that in mind. And here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products. Again, have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services and or products? So very, very important. And again, I've gone over this uh, many times before, but this is an actual system that I developed that has helped me bring in thousands of people into Women About Biz, and I constantly share it with all of the business women that I come in contact with because it's that important. You know, talking to three new people every day um, and just sharing with them, creating connection calls over at the end of the year can give you and generate anywhere between 700 uh, and 1,200 people, depending on whether you do three people a day that you talk with, or five people a day. I usually recommend three to five, but when you're just getting started, you might even want to just do one person a day and work your way up to the three and then to five people daily, okay? Here's number four. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Again, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, this is different than question number one that targets in on the sales goals that you need to focus on, but there are other things that need to be happening in your business. And that's important for you to really zone in and know what those things are. And here's number five, last but not least, and five questions to generate cash in 2018. What must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Wow. This is such a deep question. And depending on the stage of business you're in, where you're at in your business for the week or the month, you're going to get different answers to this particular question. Um, I know for myself, I am definitely into becoming better structured and, and consistent in following my own system, which is so very important. 
Um, and you look at the things that you have to change about yourself. I'm one of those people, I need structure. And what I found out is that if you are, if you do have strong procrastination habits, structure is very key, but you have to make a commitment. You have to be 100% committed to following the structure and the system that you have set for yourself. Because remember, when you have procrastinative habits or when you have habits where that uh, where you actually um, are constantly distracted or easily distracted, you really have to make a strong commitment that no matter what, I will stick to the system that has been set before me that I have created. Very, very important. So I want you to remember, ladies, that you have the power to create your own streams of abundance. But it all begins with you taking swift and immediate action. It requires you to be very structured. It requires you to be strict with yourself, right? And I, I have talked to so many businesswomen that refuse to be strict with themselves, refuse to get structured. And a lot of people tell me, well, I can't work within structure, and yet they're not getting results. And so my answer to those people who say, well, I'm, I'm not a structured person. I don't like to be confined or I don't like to be so structured. Well, here's my answer to that. If you're getting good results and making plenty of money and six and seven figure incomes and everything is working for you the way you're doing it, then keep moving, keep moving and enhance what you're doing. But if you're one of those people, you easily get distracted. You know, you know that you procrastinate and you really don't like structure, you need to become structured. That's the simple answer. Listen, we work within a divine system. Our bodies flow within a divine system. We live in a, in a world that is a divine system, okay? Everything is dependent on running off of a system. So what makes any of us think that, that if we want success, that we don't have to have a system. Yes, we do. And the faster you accept that and understand the power and importance of a system, the faster you're going to start seeing results or more results, okay? Very important. It's 1215 after the hour. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and I'm Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, I just want to give you a quick uh, rundown of who we are and what we do. You know, Successful Woman Radio has been live on the air now going on 11 years, uh, and we provide women with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life-generating the income that you desire. That's what we are all about. So it's important that you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern and be empowered with information that we like to say you can put to use right away in your business. If you missed any of our episodes for this month and our theme, Creating Your Success System, all you need to do if you have iPhone is go to iTunes, look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, mark it as your favorite, and start listening. If you're on Android, then you can go to Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher.com, download the app, do the same thing, um, search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words. Once you find it, mark it as your favorite, and you will be ready. Um, and of course, you also with any smart device, can go to womenaboutbiz.net 
and click on podcast in the top right menu. And in the right-hand column, we have the uh, blog talk player for you to uh, play some of our previous episodes. So definitely you can go there as well. So we want you to know that we try to make it extremely convenient for you um, to definitely access all of the previous episodes of Successful Woman Radio. Make sure that you share Successful Woman Radio with another business associate or another woman who has been sharing with you that she either wants to start a business or she needs more support because that's what our program here is all about. Want to go ahead right now and move on into our book of the month, Letting Go of Your Bananas, How to Become More Successful by Getting Rid of Everything Rotten in Your Life by Dr. Daniel T. Drubin. Of course, if you have not marked uh, a spot on your calendar to get to purchase this book, you need to do so. Uh, this is definitely one of the small books, the small reads that you can go back over and over again and each time get something totally different. Today, we're going to be reading from key number eight, fearlessness, okay? Fearlessness. And, um, you know, fear is something that most business women check off as one of the biggest things that hold them back from doing a lot of things, fear. And I think sometimes for us as women, it's about caring too much about what other people think about us, right? Now, of course, we all want to make a good impression. And in business, when you're marketing yourself, you do want to care about how other people receive your information and what you're putting out there and, and what's representing you. But when you're talking about we're talking about caring too much what people think about you in a different manner. It means that you really have everything put together, but you keep going back and worrying about what everybody is going to think. And really what, you're, really what the thought path is, is that every, no one's going to like it or, or people are going to judge you or what have you. And those are things that we really have to quickly get over and allow them to roll off of our back. And we have to move with fearlessness. So in key number eight in the book, letting go of your bananas, the author says, living a life free of rotten bananas requires that you identify and face your fears and then overcome them. And while most would agree that the vast majority of things we fear rarely occur, we can often be paralyzed by the very thought of what might happen to us if we dare to move beyond our present level of self-imposed comfort. He says, keep in mind that the acronym FEAR stands for false evidence appearing real. When you begin to accept that most of the things we fear are self-induced, you can work to control your thoughts better. Face it, he says, fear is one of our most powerful emotions and one of our greatest motivators. It can consume our thoughts, destroy relationships, limit us in business, and prevent us from living a life without limitations. For the majority of us, our emotions play a significant part in our decision-making. We tend to weigh the balances of our decisions, consider the consequences of our behaviors, and evaluate what may happen to us if we change the way we live our lives. All of this mental energy creates real feelings, and those feelings very often influence our decisions and lives. The challenge to live in a life free of fearful bananas ultimately has to do with understanding our emotions. He says sometimes in the face of extraordinary logic, we still bogged we are still bogged down by the things that we fear most. And he shares that for years, 
he says, I have flown about 100,000 miles. That's a lot of time in the air. And eventually you come to know and understand that sounds that are normal for an aircraft and ones that just don't belong. He says, one day on a flight from Salt Lake City to Atlanta, there was a loud bang that sounded like it came from underneath the passenger compartment. It was a sound I had never heard before, and everyone on the plane was concerned and upset. Almost immediately, the jet began to lose altitude, and what I later came to understand was a rapid descent. People were panicked and lightheaded. It seemed as if the plane would never stop falling. Eventually, the pilot informed us that one of the three air pressurization systems on board had failed, and he had to drop thousands of feet to maintain air pressure within the cabin. I must admit, this was one of the scariest incidents that has ever happened to me on an aircraft. He says, I'm certain that as a result of that experience, some people on the plane decided then and there never to fly again, despite the outstanding safety records of the airlines. In life, he says, when it comes to your fears, you can allow those fears either to dictate your life or to serve as the catalyst for personal growth. As long as your fears do not prevent you from advancing your life, you will always experience the richness that life brings with it. He says, remember, if you are highly emotional about your fears, all of the logic in the world is not going to change how you feel. So if that's the case, how do we let go of our fears and create a limitless, more productive life? He says, you see, it's simple. You use more powerful emotion than the emotion of the fear to change your destiny. So while all of the logic in the world can leave you stuck, a more powerful emotion can drive your personal and professional change. For example, what if you're afraid of public speaking and have difficulty standing up and making presentations in front of an audience? Public speaking has always been regarded as one of the most common fears that plague most people. He says, we place such tremendous importance on the need to be liked. Running the risk of rejection by presenting in front of others can often paralyze us. So he says, a friend of mine had that exact fear. Already a very successful businessman, he understands that his business growth has been diminished because of this fear. He is a dynamic, pervasive, and powerful communicator one-on-one, but with a couple of other people in the room, he freezes. It doesn't matter if he knows people or not. When it came to public address, regardless of how short their dress was, he just couldn't overcome the fear. Passion eats fear for lunch, he says. One day during a business meeting, we were discussing his fear, and we began to calculate exactly how much business or how many dollars he was losing as a result of his fear of public speaking. The numbers were staggering. One very big, smelly, rotten, and limiting banana was standing in the way of allowing his business to skyrocket. So right then and there, faced with the reality of what he was losing versus he could begin his he could be gaining in his business, a far more powerful emotion kicked in, the emotion of passion. In this instant, the realization of what he could be creating for himself, his family, and his employees uh, elcited a powerful desire to succeed in business beyond his current success. So what the author is trying to tell us here that sometimes when you have fear, you have to use a stronger emotion to move past your fear. So whatever your fear is, if your fear is literally fear of success, you have to have an emotion and, and be able to see yourself already successful and and, and enjoying your success um, and having 
successful clients who are happy with what you are doing for them or people who are buying your products and they're delighted with your products, you need to be able to visualize that and see that and allow that emotion to drive you past your fear. And and another way of putting it is do it anyway, and you'll begin to uh, let go of that fear right away. So I hope that you guys have have enjoyed that excerpt from the book, Letting Go of Your Bananas, again, by Dr. Daniel T. Drubin. Hopefully you got your copy and you are on your way to being inspired by this incredible little book. Um, Next, we're going to be talking about seven ways to declutter your mindset. As many of you know, this month's theme is creating your success system. And uh, we create we did creating your success system one and two uh, the past two Mondays. So make sure you go check it out if you haven't listened to it already. But one of the things that I think that really holds a lot of businesswomen back is they often feel that they just got so much going on, so many activities, so much in their minds, and so much is overwhelming them that they can't make the right decisions or move forward. Uh, in other words, they have analysis paralysis. Yep, I said it. I've had it many times, and I know what it feels like. Perhaps you do too. You've got so many things, so much decisions, uh, so many decisions to make that you procrastinate and nothing gets done. So what I wanted to do is in the midst of you creating a success system for yourself as you as you begin to strategize for 2019, move into 2019 with more tenacity, more passion, more emotion, more desire, uh, more purpose to be successful, I thought that this would really uh, play play well into the theme and really help you um, in decluttering your mindset. So let's go ahead and start with number one in the seven ways to declutter your mindset. And hopefully, ladies, you have your pen and notepad handy. So number one is to identify what's priority in your business. You know, you can't start working on anything until you really ask yourself, what is it that I really want? And so in identifying what's priority in your business, here's some of the sub-questions that you should be asking yourself. What's making me money? Okay, what what's bringing in money already? Uh, or if you're just getting started, what products or services do most customers uh, or most potential customers say that they're looking for or wanting? Here's the next one. Are you effectively marketing your business? When you're looking at identifying what's priority in your business, Um, It's difficult to know that if you're not marketing and are you getting calls, gaining prospects daily or weekly? Because you see, that's the activity of a business. A business gets calls. A business gets prospects daily and they have a lot of interest generated about their business. And that's what lets you know that's your measurement of Okay, I'm doing something right because I'm, I'm getting a response. I'm getting engagement, right? So what I think I want you to do as you identify what's priority in your business, I want you to list three to five business priorities you feel you should be focusing on, okay? I want you to really think about that. Again, three to five business priorities that you feel you should be focusing on. Here's number two in seven ways to declutter your mindset. You need to evaluate what you've been doing within the past six months to one year that has actually contributed to accomplishing 
those priorities. So uh, in the first question, as you identify your priorities, you need to, in the second question, evaluate what are the things that you've been doing to support those priorities? What's been going on there? Okay, because this is going to help you to declutter. And then so you need to list those things. Okay, again, number two is evaluate what you've been doing within the past six months to one year that has actually helped you contribute to accomplishing the priorities that you previously listed. And of course, we're talking about the three to five business priorities you feel you should be focusing on. Okay, here's number three. Number three is set goals that focus on the priorities. So as we talk about decluttering the mindset, decluttering simply means to simplify. It means to break down and to remove anything that's causing you to get foggy, right? So in decluttering your mindset, we've talked about identifying um, your priorities, listing three to five of those. We've talked about once you've done that, number two was to evaluate um, what you have been doing in the past six months to a year that's going to support those priorities. And now we come to number three, which is set goals that focus only on those priorities, right? So very, very important. And oftentimes what I feel is that as businesswomen, we have do things. And I'm going to be transparent and let you know I'm talking about myself too. So we're all in the same club. Many of us, you know, we can, we can do things halfway. We will set our priorities. We will um, list out what needs to happen in order to make those priorities happen. And then we stop right there and we, we feel accomplished because we've gotten that far, but then we need to keep moving because for every priority you list out, you've got to set goals right? You've got to set a goal to support whatever it is that's priority. And then after you set the goal for each of the priorities, and of course, you can have more than one goal, you then have to list the task to support the goals. And don't forget, the task is really one of the most important parts of accomplishing anything. Why? Because task is all about implementation. Once you have the task identified that to support the goal, then now it's time for you to take action. It's time for you to implement the actual task. So, you know, once you've identified priorities, you've evaluated what's going to support those priorities, now you need to go ahead and you need to set your goals for each of the priorities that you have actually listed. And this is what's going to help you to begin to declutter your mindset. And, you know, for those of you that have just joined us, this is Successful Woman Radio. I'm Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. And we're talking about seven ways to declutter your mindset. And um, our theme all this month for the month of November is creating your success system. And decluttering your mindset has everything with to do with creating a success system because if your mind is cluttered, if it's overwhelmed with so much going on in your business and not just your business in your personal life, your family activities, it's very, very difficult for you to have a structured, successful business system. So decluttering is something that has to constantly be thought about and done. And I've given the first three 
ways to declutter. I'm going to go ahead and move on with the fourth way to declutter your mindset. And again, by the way, ladies, decluttering your mindset in business as a business leader is mandatory. It is necessary. So very important. Um, Being the CEO of a company, being the owner of a company um, comes with some of the downside, which is stress. It comes with stress. It comes with worry. And oftentimes, it's important for us as business owners to declutter on a daily basis when we've got a lot going on. So I I just want to encourage you to understand that creating a successful system is also about knowing how to keep your mind clear and focused on what it is that you want. And it's about eliminating anything that gets in your way of the priorities you have identified for your business. So here's number four. Number four is adopt a time management system that you are going to stay committed to because your system has to have a way to flow. And, and that means that you have to have good time management. So here are two things that have to happen in developing a good time management system. You know, um, you've got to schedule all actions that help to accomplish your goals. That's your task. All of those tasks have to be scheduled, right? And they need to be in your time management system. And then the next thing is you've got to schedule planning time to hold yourself accountable to staying focused on your priorities. Now, we're talking about being a leader here. And what I've come to understand is that there is a lot of reasons uh, that can attribute to success. There's a lot of techniques, a lot of methods, a lot of different things that can attribute to being successful. But at the end of the day, it really boils down to all of us being incredible leaders for our companies. And that is going to be dependent upon the type of business that you have. Yes, some of the leadership skills that are required of us as businesswomen are things that we all have in common, right? Delegation, time management, um, making uh, making better decisions, that, that kind of thing. But then there, there are business-specific skills that we need to have. Uh, pertaining to the business that we're running that we need to develop as well. And so time management definitely in number four is definitely something that we have to become a master of, okay? And then here's number five. Number five is stop waiting for the perfect time to take action on your business Goals. Now, we're talking about ways to declutter your mind, but one of the reasons why our mindsets get so decluttered in the first place is that we don't take time, right, to go ahead and just put into action the ideas and the tasks that are necessary to help move our businesses forward. Instead, we, we say, oh, that's a good idea. Let me write that down. That's another good idea. Let me write that down. Okay, that's another good idea. And before we know it, we have a book full of ideas, but nothing has ever been actually implemented. Okay, so there's not going to be a perfect time for you to get things done, for you to put things in action. And one of the things I always talk about in leadership is that change is inevitable. Change is one of the most powerful, powerful things that you can have, one of the attributes, the skills that you can have in being a business leader. When you are willing to change quickly and make things happen and stop trying to judge everything and evaluate it to the point to where you're running it in the ground instead of making a quick uh, decision, then 
it becomes a problem and it overwhelms you. So you got to know how to make a quick change, make a decision and go with it. And the thing you have to be okay with is that if it doesn't work, fine, move on and, and come up with a new decision, right? But what you can't do is allow yourself to have analysis paralysis and stagnate. So you've got to, in number five, Stop waiting for the perfect time to take action on your business goals. So there are three things in particular, as side notes, I want you to understand about this. Number one, that is why you constantly need to be evaluating your priorities, okay? And then number two, you've got to learn how to leverage the power and talent of others because oftentimes we get overwhelmed feeling like we are the ones to do everything. And so we get so overwhelmed, we can't take uh, action on anything, but you need to learn how to leverage the talent of others. And to do that, I often talk about developing a power team. And a power team is simply uh, you identifying individuals that can render services to you when you need them. So they're not necessarily employees, but they are other professionals just as yourself who are able to provide assistance to you when you need it, okay? So very, very important. So when you can do that, when you can actually do that, that's when you're going to start seeing things move a lot faster. You know, the secret to being a powerful leader is delegation, knowing how to delegate and, and then leverage that talent of others so that you can move on and continue to make decisions. I think that's one of the things that women have, um, women have an issue with. Uh, that we might share in common is women feel that as long as we have our hands into something in that labor role and as long as we're doing something, we feel important and we feel like we are moving forward when in actuality we really could be stagnating in our businesses as the CEO and owner, right? So um, just to give you a quick example, I'll go back to to my favorite business type, uh, gift baskets. So you have an owner who has now reached a level uh, as a gift basket designer. Um, she loves doing gift baskets, so she always is the one putting the gift baskets together. But she has two assistants who have been watching her for over a year put gift baskets together that could do it efficiently, which would free up her time to become more creative and design the gift baskets and look at how she's going to market, how she's going to create collaborations, and how she's going to you know, really grow the company. But instead, she wants her hands always in doing the gift baskets. So as a result, a lot of the other things in the company goes by the wayside. And this is just one example, but this is what I'm talking about. In leveraging the talent of others, um, we can't be in the mindset that we're the only ones that can do everything in our business because that mindset is going to get you nowhere with no money in the bank and no success. So a powerful leader knows how to leverage that talent of other people and then release it. Now, there are some other rules to that that you need to know about, such as if you're going to delegate to something to someone, you definitely need to have a structured system to delegate, right? You need to have a description of what they'll be doing. You need to um, have a accountability system uh, implemented in that, deadlines, dates of when you want to see it, right? So all of that has to be structured right within that accountability system, and then you need to have a final deadline of when the project or the task or whatever you're assigning has to be done. And then on top of that, you're responsible for following up throughout. 
So you always, with that individual, want to schedule some dates and times that you can look at their work and make sure they're on the right track. Right now, in the case of someone, for example, as I gave a gift basket owner, um, you'll be able to see whether they're they're designing the gift baskets right, because guess what? There are a few things that you could do uh, if you have a product business, just like a gift basket business. For example, um, you could do a quick video uh, of designing different gift baskets, right, and how you put things together and how you want it done. So while they can't be exactly you, they can follow your directions, which uh, which come from you, right? And that goes for any product. But you can show someone how you want things packaged, how you want it placed, what you want put, and then that becomes a training video for them that they can go and look at over, over and over. They don't even have to come to you with any questions. They can just click a link and look at a video over and over, right? You can also have a checklist of things that go in each of the types of gift baskets. And again, I'm just giving an example here of how you can just release yourself and, and delegate some of the labor part of your business, okay? And then, of course, the number three thing, and stop waiting for the perfect time to take action, is, again, I want to remind you, schedule action tasks to do's in your calendar. And, of course, if you're going to delegate it to someone, you still have to schedule the follow-up with them. So I hope that is helping you. Uh, Now, as far as the type of planner to use, I want to let you know that you can you can basically select or choose any time management system that you want to because that's really not the point. The point is commitment. Once you commit to a time management system that you're using, it's going to work, okay? And that's what you need to know. Now, for those of you who are more techie or have a smart device, I recommend Google Calendar or Outlook. For those of you who are still into the paper world and you prefer to touch it and read it, then um, I recommend to you the Franklin Covey Planner, okay? So just take a look at that. Here's number six. Use a journal to record your ideas and goals in. One of the things that having a cluttered mind causes is it causes you to have fogginess, okay? You know how you drive through fog and you can barely see things? Um, It causes you to be foggy. And so one of the things that can help you to defog is you definitely want to keep that journal so you can write down things and ideas that you want to have, uh, and then you can select which ones you want to take action to, okay? Um, And then number seven, finally, in the seven ways to uh, eliminate clutter or to declutter your mindset is rid yourself of habits that prevent you from taking action on your dreams and goals. Let me read that one again. Number seven in the seven ways to declutter your mindset is to rid yourself of habits that prevent you from taking action on your dreams and goals. So, on, you, you know, it's so important. Okay, to identify, it's very important to identify the things that really cause you to, what I like to, like to say, continue to not see results, okay? So you need to list out the habits that tend to hold you back, okay? Very, very important. List the habits that tend to hold you back and then work on eliminating those habits, ridding yourself of those habits. And there you have it, ladies, 
seven ways to declutter your mindset. Again, you can go back and listen to the rebroadcast of this show either on iTunes, Stitcher, or at the womenaboutbiz.net website. So that's all I have for you uh, today. I hope that you have enjoyed our show and will stay tuned for next Monday. I want to say from Women About Biz to you a very happy, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, if you're looking for an excellent holiday punch recipe, make sure you visit Women About Biz because I've got my favorite punch recipe there for you. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.